something my dollar um own spend my dollar on beer next to the Harlington and Mountain Moo. Like, no, yeah. Hold her up tight against the wall. Drink a little water. Oh, great. Drink a little something. Yeah. Right. Right. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Center fans? This is your host from the Prairie to the Pros, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you already know who it is, number nine on the field, my right-hand man, the Braden Willis, and this is the podcast on the Prairie. Braden. You know, I'm still not used to everybody doing that now. Bro, it is what it is. Somebody's going to show up to the game this year. First game, and the poster is going to be throw the ball to the Braden Willis. Well, now you just gave them the idea, so. Yes, sir. I'm going to make sure it happens. I'm going I'm to tweet at somebody two days at least before the game, give them a little heads up so that way they go get the supplies and then have it ready by that Friday. I guess I got I to gotta accept it and own up to it. Yes, Sersky, you are the number nine, the leading H-back, and the future team captain. So, anyways, getting into what we got going on, Sooner Nation, this introduction is going to be a little bit on the shorter side because we have a great, great, great interview with our guy Roy Williams, and um, he loves the podcast on the prairie, and Sooner fans love him, and we love him, so it's only right that we made his interview, like, pretty long. So, <laughs> anyways, I don't know about you, Braden, but this weekend was uh, pretty chill for me. I will say the only thing that I I did, I think Friday night um, or Thursday, my frat brother came out here to see me. And on Friday night, um, I got in contact with some other guys around here that are also in my fraternity. So, I was like, you know what? Let's all hang out. So, um we met up at this spot and they were closing. And so um, we were like, all right, we're just going to go to this different one. So I don't know why, but we hopped in the car with them and um, we ended up going to Buffalo Wild Wings and hanging out with these dudes for like three hours. And it ended up being like midnight. And I'm like, bro, like I got to wake up because I got I got training in the morning. I got stuff to do. And they like, yeah, yeah, I got you two hours go by and like i said we end up with them half the night so i got kidnapped but um wow i got my i got my nap in later on saturday evening so i guess it balanced out but other than that bro i just been chilling understood man same here i haven't done anything you know too much uh your boy is taking advantage of this laid-back lifestyle i'm living right now like i said i only got two classes right now and uh, yeah, I have three four-day weekends and um, yeah, I didn't really do nothing this weekend, man. I sat at the crib, you know, all that COVID and all that other stuff was is the first weekend back, Yeah, you know, all that was going to be running through the bars. I knew it was going to be packed. I'm like, man, I'm an old dude. Let me chill at the house and be <laughs> an old man. So that's what yeah. I did. You know? Center Nation, we are recording on a Sunday. 
And uh, we don't have a Schmitty update from Braden just yet. So um, not yet. We might have to just wait a whole whole week until next week's episode. But I'm gonna make sure we uh we get some good information for my guy number nine here. Oh, obviously, got to. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta I'm gonna keep sure. y'all updated, man. Well, we gotta make sure you get to bed tonight. What time? Uh, you said six thirty still. Yes. Yep. Okay. Not too bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not terrible. We no, it's not terrible. But you know, you wake up at five thirty, whatever five five fifteen. You know, you're good. You know what you got? What do you mean? Like, do you like know, tomorrow? Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. Ooh. No clue. Yeah, we so have tomorrow, no clue. So tomorrow's a real first day. Yeah, I I heard. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. The workouts. I heard maybe some gassers. We'll see. Not sure. Um, but yeah. So we'll see tomorrow. All good. All right, Sooner fans. That is all we have for our introduction. Sadly, up next is our special guest interview. Stay tuned. All right, Sooner fans, our special guest for this week's episode needs rarely an introduction, but I'm going to hit one real quick. So Jim Thorpe Award winner, national champion, um, All-American, college football Hall of Famer, top 10 draft pick, man. Those things say it all. You know who it is. Roy Williams, man. Appreciate you coming on to the show. Man, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No problem. Roy, so, man, honestly, I don't even know where to start, but... There's something we ask about with all our our guests. So first off, OU, tell us about why you even committed in the first place. So I'll make it. I'll try to make it short. So I originally was going to go to UCLA and my my good buddy, Damian Mackey, was going to go to Stanford and we were going to play friendly rivalry against each other. And in the uh, championship game, high school championship game, Damian tore up his knee and Stanford took back the scholarship. And so I knew that he liked Cal and Cal Berkeley was recruiting me. So I went to Cal and I was like, hey, if you want me, you got to bring my buddy. And they're like, we don't want him. And I was like, I'm not coming to Cal straight up. And uh, my aunt worked in the cafeteria um, at the Bud Wilkinson in Norman. And so she went up to one of the coaches and um, talked about myself and Damien. And, you know, in college football, everybody has a son, nephew. That's good whatever. So the coach was like, give me something back on him. And I think I was on the cover of magazine uh, at that time and she gave it to him. And then um, we sent our highlight tapes and, you know, they, they were thinking like, how, why would a a kid from kids from California come to OU? And then um, next thing I know we're at practice and here comes this dude in black cowboy boots, black uh, starch jeans, big old silver belt buckle, black shirt and leather coat and cowboy hat. And I was like, who is this country mofo right here? And it turned out like, seriously, I'm from California. I ain't never seen that in my life. And so it was Joe Dickerson and he was there uh, on behalf of OU um, to recruit myself and Damien. And that weekend that we came, it was the uh, the biggest weekend for OU. And they had a lot of package deals. They had myself, Damien, and they had Andre Woolfolk and uh, Brandon Pryor they had uh, Curtis Fagan, Dwight Benning, and I think I'm missing one. But, I mean, that was like the the core group of that national championship team that came um, that came in 98. 
to go on and win the national championship uh, two years later. But um, that's how I got to OU. So, Roy, you brought up the national championship. What sticks out to you the most about that team? Because, you know, OU hasn't had one in a while. It's It's been it's been very lean the last couple of years. Um, but it's like we're so close. We're right on the cusp, and we just um, didn't make the plays that we needed to. Um, but what remind I mean, what I think of when I think about that 2000 national championship team is the fact that um, we were just blue collar workers. Um, we just, you know, we just buckled it up and we didn't care about who got any credit. We didn't care about um, any of the noise that's going on, you know, outside of our locker room. I mean, we were a tight, a tight knit group, man. And we just, we just bonded together, you know, <clears throat> and it stems from that, the previous year in 99, where the coaches and the players were kind of, you know, that was Bob's, Coach Bob's first year. It was a little button of the heads and a lot of guys didn't really buy in. But after we start putting up the points that we did and our defense started to turn that corner, it was just, you know, 2000, we were, we were destined to do something special just because, um, you know, we were battle tested. We we lost a lot of games that we were winning and we just didn't know how to finish. And there was a lot of, it was a big learning curve. And then in 2000, man, we just, we just ran the board, man. Um, still, I think to this day, no uh, national championship team had um, the path that we, that we did when we played um, Texas and we played K-State in um, K-State, uh, Manhattan, um, and then playing Nebraska and then playing K-State again. I mean, these are all we these are all ranked teams that were in the top ten, I think, at the time. So I mean it it, it was it was a special that season. For sure. Uh, I got a question because obviously I'm coming back, you know, and uh we're trying to run it back. We're trying to win a natty right here, right now. It, like you said, it's been lean the last couple of years. It's been a minute. So uh if you had to choose one quality from that championship winning team that you thought was the most important, what would it be so that we, we can know on the team, you know, this year's team, maybe I could implement it. Um, accountability. Um, that, that would be, that would be big. Um, because the accountability, it, I mean, it'll branch off and be so many other things like one-on-one with a tackle, you know, um, a ball carrier, you got to make that tackle. You can't, you can't whip on the tackle. You just can't throw your shoulder in there. Um, because I've seen a lot of guys bouncing off runners and getting embarrassed on national televised TV. And that's, that's not the Oklahoma way. Um, and then, you know, playing within the system, doing your job, not somebody else's job. You know, I've seen a couple of times where you got a guy that's supposed to be, you know, deep third, and he's over here worried about a, a crossing route, and he's letting the guy run right by him. I mean, there's just, I mean, if you hold your, if everybody holds himself accountable and play with within the defense, you wouldn't have those breakdowns. Um, and that's when I talked about '99. That's some of the things that we did. We had to learn from those. But are you guys willing to learn? You know, and another thing too is, do you guys have team goals? What are, what is the secondary or the defense's goals? You know, if you don't have goals, I mean, what are you playing for? Like, literally, if you don't have any goals, even in work, 
you know, you have benchmarks of your sales team. You have these goals that you're trying to hit. I'm trying to hit a half a million. I'm trying to hit a million this year. If you don't, I mean, you gotta, you gotta try to hit those goals, but if you don't have those goals, what, what are you playing for? You know, offensively, defensively, special teams, and as a whole, and the, and the, the coach, what is the coach's goals for you? And then you guys got to go out there and execute. For sure. Now, those are all good points. Uh, like I said, I mean, I think that's that's a good one because, like, we've, you know, talked a little bit off camera. We didn't really, you know, too much have any goals other than, you know, just, I'm going to let Jay Hall win. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have statistic numbers or anything. So I think that's great because we just didn't, you know, we just didn't do that. We didn't think of that stuff. I mean, it's hard for a player to think of that stuff when you're in it because you're young and you're not – you're thinking about so many other stuff, but it would have been good to have, you know, like this would have been a great conversation for us to have last year or something, you know, but it's good that I'm able to hear this now so I could take it and implement it with the guys oh, for now. Sure. So no, of course, I appreciate well, definitely. that. Dude, I'm always here for y'all. Like when I came to speak to you guys at Grow You a couple of years ago, I put my phone number on the board, like, and I'm here for y'all regardless. I mean, like, thousand percent i look at y'all like my 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 younger brothers and i'm always here for you guys and do you know how many people utilize my number probably one person two maybe two people tops and this is like after the fact after like they're about to graduate and then they call and it's like man i could have been using this resource you for the longest time and nobody's ever reached out and i'm not the person that's going to beg to offer information or try to help. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to be an adult and reach out and ask for help. Like I'm here thousand percent at the drop of a dime. If you, if you guys were to call me one o'clock in the morning, like I need you, I'll be there without hesitation. No questions asked. I'm gonna ride with you through and through. You know what I mean? Regardless if you're wrong or right, I'm with you and then we'll figure it out. But is that's the thing. It's like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for some guidance. That does not make you weak, a weaker person. That makes you actually smarter because you're asking for help to better your craft on the football field. Yeah, you know, Roy, sure. we talked about reaching out to older guys off camera, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely one of those guys. I wish I could have had a conversation, you know, chopped it up a little bit earlier with you, and I knew. I knew, like, I felt like I had the connection there, but, like, I just never did it. And I feel like a lot of guys need to do a better job of taking advantage of that opportunity, which is why when I go back, you know, for my pro day and everything at OU, me and Caleb um, going to get set, get something set up with those young guys just, you know, while I'm there, just to, Good. you know, basically do the same thing that you did. So um, I want to I wanna, I wanna be a part of uh, making sure those guys – are able to reach out to somebody. So um, good points on that. But I wanted to go back to the Texas game real quick. Mm -hmm. The Superman play, you jumping over the line of scrimmage and and making a play that is in many memories of all Sooner fans around the world. Did you know that your legacy was pretty much going to be submitted in that play once it happened? Or how? how, what are your thoughts on it? No, I didn't. My my thoughts on it is I'm just happy I made the play. One, two, um, I'm happy that um, 
most definitely, I'm just happy that I'm at play because if I didn't make the play, Mike Stoops would have probably buried me underneath that stadium, a thousand percent. Because he told me he told me not to jump. So I'm just so happy that I was able to make that play for real. That's actually funny that you said that. That's funny that you said that because I tell most people most big time plays that people make are usually stuff that they really weren't supposed to do. It just happened, and then the coach is like. All right, well, good job. I mean, if it wasn't going, if it didn't work, I was going no. to shoot you up, but it worked. I still so, got, I, mean. I still got cussed out. <laughs> even, though, <laughs> even though I made the play, I still got cussed out. Nah, uh-uh. it, it didn't work nah. out like that. Oh, man. Brady can relate. Brady can relate. <laughs> Two years ago, when we played TCU at home, you making that catch on the corner route and extending the ball like three yards out in front of you. You remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, got straight on the <laughs> phone. Great play, but don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that no more. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, coach. I kind of wanted to score. Players try to make plays, man. No, we don't stick the ball yeah. out. Players try to make plays. Yeah, yeah, because you give opportunity. You give opportunity for the defense to swipe it out your hand. I get it. I get yeah, it for Just, sure. Yeah, I, and I got it at the time. But like you said, players make plays. I'm trying to make a play, baby. Hey, did Mike ever like put uh, give you a punishment or anything? Like put you with Smitty? <laughs> no, I um no, he's never he's never done that. Um, cause Schmitty is, you, <laughs> you do your best to always try, try to stay on the up and up yeah. with Schmitty. Even, I mean, there's, Schmitty has no favorites. Everybody, everybody's going to get it. Like, Hey, no, I'm going to give you, you know, a couple of seconds off. Now everybody's going to get it. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he treats everybody the same straight up. So, um, but no, I, I never. I mean, I look forward to like after '99, like in two, like at the tail end of '99, like I spent so much time with Coach Mike. Like that was I. I literally used to go in his office about two hours before class, so I'll be in there two hours with him, and then after class, I'll grab something to eat, and then I go back up there with Mike for another forty-five minutes, and then I would um, do film set. Or we'll have team meetings and special or uh, individual uh, position meetings, and then we'll go off to practice. So, I mean, he, like I tell people, he molded me into the player that he wanted because I just soaked up everything and I understood his terminology and why he was calling certain plays at different parts of the game and against a different formations. So, I mean, I had everything broken down, you know, and, um, but no, he never had to get Schmitty on me. Nah, I mean, Schmitty already did that already and, summer winter workout all that like i mean smitty smitty coaches don't need to mix uh sick smitty on anybody because smitty's already gonna get them do you have any like notable smitty stories to tell us about any pg-13 stories because no 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 i'm 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 always be pg um so (laughs) okay so i'm just gonna be honest i'll keep it 100 so but I don't want to give away one of Smitty's his one of Smitty's uh, things that he do. All I'm going to say, when you guys are training in practice for your your running test, your gassers, don't feel bad if you miss it by one or two seconds, okay? Because it may or may not be the right distance that you're running. Let's just say that, okay? Um, so, but you're still going to have to come back in the afternoon and do some Stairmaster or come back and run some down and backs. Me and Josh Norman are very familiar with that. Uh, that if I would say this, there's only one um, 
workout that I, I would m- mess up on in the summertime, and that was uh, running gassers. And Schmitty would just come up behind me, hey, hey big dog, just come back this afternoon, <laughs> and just. <laughs> and just and just walk off. And you, dude, if you ever hear that, dude, it's like the most demoralizing thing ever, dude. Like your whole, it's like, no, I got to come back, like, because after workout, all, all the thing you're thinking about is resting, you know. Yeah. And you got to come back, and like, dude, me and Josh Norman would come back, and we have to run like twenty down and backs, dude, like in like fourteen seconds. I mean, it was just like, come on, coach, like. Come <laughs> but so don't feel bad if guys miss their running times in um summer workouts because they'll they'll make it come uh running tests. So note to Braden, don't start For cursing sure. people out just because they're not making their times. I'll still yeah. probably do yeah. that, but I mean Yeah, no, I mean it's it's I mean it's just gonna make them tougher. I mean it 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 builds a lot of character when you are a little defeated, but at the same time come running test time, I promise you everybody's going to blow it out the water. And there's a reason, there's right. a reason why. Roy, did y'all yes. ever have to, uh, it is. did y'all ever have to run one, three, fives, like the suicides? Um, You said one, three, five. Yeah. Like, you know, like from you line up on the goal line, there's one group on one side mm-hmm. and then one group on the 30 and then you kind of run suicide. So one and then one, three, five. Or one and then no. one, two, three, mm-hmm. and then one, two, three, four, five. No. no? Okay. No, I wouldn't do that. Dang. I, I mean, I run it. Was that your running test? No, it was running just like was conditioning. Gassless. Like, it was like, it no, was a form of suicides no. or gassers. Just, nah, suicide. nah, it's, it, it, nah, we didn't have to do that. Um, but if y'all have running tests, it'll be, it'll be three gassers, um, I think 40 yards, six times or something like that. And I think your time will, I think I had an average like 40, I think we had either 37 or 40. That's what, that was your average between the three. Okay. So yeah, it's something, it's, I don't remember. Gasters are 40 yards. I think it's 40 or 60. I don't, I don't remember. It's been so, it's been so long, but it's been, I mean, but it's, yeah, it's intense. It's intense though. I love it. It was, it was awesome. No complaints. (laughs) Brayden's over here taking notes. Uh, Like yeah. <laughs> well, like I told, like I told Jay Hall last um, last podcast, I actually look forward to stuff like that. Obviously, I know it's gonna suck. I'm not saying I look forward to like you know dying. Like I I do because I kind of look at it as a, as a toughness test for mm-hmm. me. Like that's just how I operate. Like I like to see how tough I am, but also just just to get everybody else. Like you said, like after when it comes to testing time or whenever you know that time is or whatever we do at that time well we know everybody's gonna kill it so i'm just interested to see how tough this team could really get oh it's you guys are gonna get tough way before the running test like i'm there's right, right, no right. doubt like that was one thing about when coach Schmitty was there um i mean though are those my guys in the locker room my teammates became young men to men in those winter workouts, um, um, summer workouts, all that. Like, I mean, Schmidt is going to get you guys, right? Like, I, when we play, like, I'm just going to, there's a, I'll say this, there's a method to his madness. Okay. I don't know how extreme he's going to be with you guys compared to when I was there, but, right. you know, we used to think like, dude, why Schmidt is killing us, but I promise you come game time, Dude, we would finish a game blowing somebody out or have a, a close game, and I literally felt like I can go another game 
Like I would go in mm-hmm. for after the end of the game and I was like, dude, I'm ready to go again. Like that's just how we felt. And injuries are going to go way down because we're going to be so well conditioned. I mean, like he, like y'all going to be right. Like I, I kid y'all not. Y'all going to be right. Roy, moving sure. on to your NFL career real quick. So you were drafted number eight by the Cowboys defensive um, runner up rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice that you can give me and Braden that could help us with our transition from college to the NFL? Me for this year, Enjoy obviously the, Braden for. And you know. whenever he decides to yeah. pick up and go. Might take a six year. Um, it's dude. In, uh, I don't have a six year. <laughs> I don't. I, I barely had this year. I, I, I've been playing since I was a freshman. Yeah, I didn't know if they were going to give me this one. Wow. No. So I would say, enjoy the process. Truly, just enjoy the process. One. And then two, understand that it's a business, you know. Um, and so they're, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's a tough, I mean, it's a, if you don't have the right people surrounding you, it's a, a tough uh, go at navigating through, you know, the NFL, but, you know, find you a, an, a, an OG in the locker room and just pick their brain, you know, take care of your body, you know, stay on, stay, stay on working out. And, you know, honestly, whatever, um, whatever monies that you get, just put it away, you know, and let, let that money work for you. You know, while you're playing, let your money work for you and then try to, you know, be that face in the community to, you know, get some endorsement dollars and, you know, put your NFL money away and then use your endorsement money to, um, you know, to live off a type deal, you know. And it's just it's all about preparing because I promise you, I played nine years in the league and it went by like that, you know, and so it's like and now it's when I retired, it's like I got the rest of my life to live. You know, so football, NFL, not for long. You're not, I mean, you know, everybody's not going to be as fortunate as, say, a Tom Brady that's playing 20 years, you know. So um, I would just say take care of your body, take care take care of your money. And um, the more that you can do for the team, the more valuable you can be. So as, much, as many special teams that you can get on um, and go out there and make plays as well as your respective position – Go out there and ball. Like, I mean, when you get to that point of making it to the league, you got to remember it's don't put any added pressures on you because you've been doing this ever since you've been a top, you know, middle school. Don't make it more difficult than what it is. It's X and O's. You catch the ball, you tackle the ball okay. runner. That's it. Man, that's For good sure. advice. I'm <laughs> I'm that's real great advice. I'm real tuned in to keeping up with my money, man. That's the one thing I don't play about. You know, I got this. M- I got this NBA yeah. for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, That's what's I'm up. serious about my money. Congratulations too. I uh, appreciate that. Speaking of yeah. congratulations, um, interviews getting kind of long. However, we cannot let you go without asking you about this. So, you just got inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. How you yeah. feeling, dude? I, I don't. I don't know. It's thousand percent is an. It's an honor, but. It still hasn't registered. It it still hasn't hit me mm-hmm. yet, you know, because the way we were groomed and um, how Coach Bob had us, it's like 
we're supposed to get rewards. We're supposed to make plays. I mean, so stop acting like you, you haven't been there and made a play before, you know? So it's just mentally, it's just like, well, cool, you know, but no, it's like a big deal. Like, think about it. There have been 5.5 million college players that have played and there's only been 1,038 people inducted into the college hall of fame. That's like, nice. Yeah. And it's like, I'm in there now. Like I'm, I'm in. And it's just like, that's cool. Like, oh, yeah. like I, you know, but it's just like, I just, the way I'm just like, okay. Like, I'm, yeah. I just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to say it because it's just like, we were just, I ain't gonna say, we were just groomed that way. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're supposed to get great things. You know, I'm not, don't act all surprised because you know what? You're supposed to get that. That's supposed to come your way. It's just, it's tough to communicate it, but I am very fortunate. I'm, 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 I'm super, I'm super happy. I'm happy that my kids um, get to see me um, accept this award when it, when uh, it happens in December. And I'm happy that, you know, the Sooner Nation gets to have another um, college, I mean, college Hall of Famer. For oh, sure. That's a, that's a big, that's big time for real though. But I understand what you're saying. I kind of react the same way to, anything like that my parents hate it and i hate how my parents look at stuff they over celebrate (laughs) i under celebrate so i I know exactly what you mean yeah yeah same my mom will be like man i'm like why aren't you more excited i'm like i don't know yeah it's like (laughs) it's like i remember in high school it it was like you know once you you're in high school you get offered to ou you're living on a high and then you get to ou and then it's like okay and then you start making plays, like for me, like, you know, making all big 12 twice. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, now the NFL, you know, then you get there and it's like, OK, I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to be here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just shows how many how many levels you are above everybody else, I guess. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm not. No, I'm no <laughs> levels above nobody. And don't ever worry about if this goes long or not. Do you you do your y'all podcast however y'all want to do it. This is your this is your guys' business. Oh yeah. You don't ever yeah. let somebody don't ever let somebody dictate, oh, if this is too long for a podcast or not. So no, nah, don't ever and don't ever feel like you're holding me from anything. Nah, I I give myself to my my OU boys anytime. Oh, I appreciate you, Roy. I appreciate I really you. appreciate it for sure. And me in general, I'll be reaching out to you more, you know, just picking your brain. Like we've had, you know, great conversation throughout this whole time on and off camera. So, you know, yeah. you gotta pick your brain. Most definitely. And I'll get you I'll get you in contact with T.O. So sure. you can pick his brain as well. Appreciate that. All right. All what right. else you got for me? That's I mean, Roy, that's all we got. Thank you for coming on to the show. We don't have any more questions. However, that's it. 23 yeah, minutes. That's, that's hey, it. Come on, that's man. It, man. That's, don't it. cut me short, dog. All right. Well, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep it rolling, man. Hold on. Well, I guess you know Center Nation Roy is is down. Supports the pod. There we go. All right, is there anything that you want to, you know, tell the fans or let's speak just, about uh, um what we were talking we're about before to. we got I'm about on. to yeah before we got on the what's the name yeah for sure but let world so, choose what, what's up no 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 so here's here's the deal so I need you guys to help me understand why you guys are so supportive of guys that are in y'all inner circle and then choose to leave why you guys are so supportive of sending them off to another school like y'all built something when you came here you guys um bonded together and said we're gonna go we're gonna go execute something and then guys that 
didn't make the cut, the, the, they're not a starter, or they're not getting in rotation because of their play um, or their lack of, of their play. And you guys are supportive of them sending messages out on Twitter, oh, I wish you well, we're going to miss you type stuff. Like, I don't get that. Like, dude, either you're either you're with this team, this brotherhood, that Sooners on your chest, are you not? You know, and I just don't it, – it's mind-boggling to me that you guys send kudos and your kumbayas and them wishing them well. Like, I don't I don't understand that. I don't know if it's the the new breed of athlete and that's what, what y'all do or, or is it a, a front for the fans to just try to act like you guys are showing support via Twitter or social media or – I'm, it'd be nice if somebody just kept it 100, like, nah, dude, you left. Bye. You know, I would, I would really appreciate that more than y'all putting on putting on the front. Um, to kind of answer your question, for me at least, I would say I understand where you're coming from, but when it comes to stuff like that, I have no – like, I understand, like, this is kind of turning into a business and everything. So I have no mm-hmm. other feelings towards you leaving. Like, if you feel like that's best for you and for your family, then you go do that. As far as the sending messages out, it's like, I mean, yeah, that's here or there. But in my eyes, it's like, well, you know, if you don't want to be here, then that's cool. But, like, you know what I'm saying? I wish you the best, but go do you over there. You know what I'm saying? If you want to mm-hmm. stay, then stay here and be part of something great. So I don't want to say I don't want to speak for everybody and just say that everybody is thinking the way I do. But that's how I look at it. Like, I'll never, you know, what I'm saying feel some type of way for someone to do that. But at the same time, like, if you're going to be here, let's rock. If not, then I mean. Oh, well, you know, it is what, it is okay. what it is. Yeah. OK, well, question for both of y'all this season. You guys had a lot of. A lot of. um Hollywood Housewives type <laughs> drama, <laughs> right? Right. Let's just y'all had some drama this year. Yeah. You know how did that affect the locker room, or did it not affect the locker room? It was yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, it was bad. Go ahead, Jay. How my fault? I saw you um, talk. No, I didn't really. Because when you said drama, I'm thinking quarterbacks, and then I'm like, well, there's also just Link all, leaving. No, and then all drama, all the drama. I'm not. Honestly, as an old head, it's to me, I've already seen so much. It didn't really impact me too much, but I don't think or I'm not sure if I can recall if I did or did not make a good enough effort to get to know if it was, you know, messing with the minds of freshmen, guys mm-hmm. like Mario Williams or Latrell that's leaving or even the rest of the guys. So I feel like we were all very confident in Caleb in terms of when the QB stuff went down. But when Link left, there was there was a lot of what ifs and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't handle what ifs the same. You know, a lot of people panic. A lot of people double down on themselves. A lot of people ask for advice. And so, honestly, I can't even speak to you straightly about how the locker room felt. And I'm a captain. So, you know, but that's that's just. How my thought press on it. However, when Bob came back, I think that was just a temporary band-aid for what was then to come. The yeah. flood that was then to come afterwards. So I can't I'm not really sure, but to answer your last thing about supporting guys that leave, you know, I'm always going to wish the guys the best. 
when they leave. You know, I wish no harm or foul against anybody. However, I'm a little bit different than Braden. I'm definitely not going to retweet it. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, I support you, but I, I don't support you, but I do support you. But So it's it's like a weird mix of the two. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I can't don't remember if I re- I can't remember if I retweet or not. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't. I don't put that stuff on my page. I keep it about me and the podcast for the most part. But no, nah, I'm never gonna say like, you know, like I, w- I wish Link the best, but I would hope he don't win the national championship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, nah, I got that, it. That's for OU. <laughs> like that. That's the type of support I give. You know, he can go win the Pac-12. I, I love him for that. Mario and Latrell and them, they can go win the Pac-12 or go have a over 500 season, but I mean, I'm supportive of OU. They can do as well as they want. They just gonna have to run it through <laughs> us because yeah, they gonna yeah. have to see us at the end of the season, anyways. And if they see me, if they see me. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna show my whole behind. I'm telling yeah. you right now. So, that's I'm my thoughts. Yeah. Hey, but okay. So here's here's one thing I would say too. Um, for the current guys in the locker room because there was one, there was, I'm not going to mention his name, but there was one athlete that was thinking about leaving early. And I asked him, I said, Hey, did you call the NFL to see where you're going to be drafted? And he said, yes. He said that I'll be, they said that I'll be like third or fourth round. And I said, you're lying to me because if you call the NFL nowadays, they'll say, you're either going to be a first round, second round, or you stay in school, right? So I said, basically what they told you was to stay in school. I said, so why do you think the NFL higher-ups and they're saying stay in school, why do you think you should be coming out? Do you know? And I know everybody has different um, situations, and you got the weight, of, the weight of the world on your shoulders from family, and they're hoping that you make it. And at the end of the day, it's 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 you that's – putting your body out there, sacrificing, and you need to take care of yourself and you need to put your best foot forward. And I told him, I said, how about this? Um, And I showed him the the pay scale. I said, you'll, if you get fourth round, you're going to make X amount of dollars. But I said, if you stay just one more year, have a full healthy year, put up better stats and ball, you know, you can elevate your draft status. And he did. And he, I mean, he, he went higher than what he was projected um, the year before and went on to have a phenomenal career. still is. And my thing is why guys think they are going to defy the odds and get drafted higher than what they really are. If they don't have enough film on themselves and have a, a full season, and they decide that, oh, I'm going to forego and go to the league. It's just like, dude, you're only doing yourself a disjustice because if you go, say you go undrafted or you go fifth or sixth round or fourth, you know, the average the average career is like, you know, a year and a half, two years. And it's just like, dude, you didn't even, you didn't even make, you didn't make it to your third year to even make the pension, you right. know, like. Why wouldn't somebody or why wouldn't like now be you need to be able to step up and just lay out the uh, the scenarios for these guys? Because it's just like, dude, let's better help yourself to have a, a good career in the league. Like there's a lot of guys up and jumping out 
to opt out because they think that they're going to make a ton of money. And that's that's not the situation. I agree. I'm glad you actually said something about that because that's was exactly my situation after the bowl game. You know, yeah. I got projections. They were better than what I thought, but still not essentially, you know, what I what I want to be, you know, go in. Yeah. And like you said, first, second, third, I like I, I took that whole two weeks. That's why it took me so long. I was talking to scouts. I was talking to coaches and everything like that and just made more sense for me to come back. I can make more money up front. I can, uh, you know, secure my, you know, I could better have a secured spot, you know, if I go, you know, earlier in the draft. It just, it just seems like it was just, it just made a lot more sense to me. And so that's, yeah. that's why I uh, decided really to come back. It just made a whole lot more sense to me to be able to come back, get more production, get better film, get better myself, and maybe extend mm-hmm. my career when I get there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm glad you brought that up. That That is actually a good idea. As far as why guys do it, like you said, everybody has a different situation. I can't oh, tell sure. you why. You know, um, my situation, why people are, are doing fine right now, you know, so I, I didn't feel any pressure to be, you know, they're going to be, they're fine right now. They're going to be fine in the year. It's not like mm-hmm. it's the end of the world for us that I didn't go. So yeah. that's, you know, it makes it, it does make it a little bit easier on me to make that decision. But at yeah. the same time, you know, like you said, everybody has a different, you know, situation yeah, going do. on. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not a supporter of coming out early. If anything, I'm I'm a guy that's as, as long as you can. That's how I look at college. But then again, I look at it a little bit different because I can stay. I can, you know, I can do school. You know, I know a lot of guys that just can't do school. Like you got to get them out of there. So it's two different viewpoints on it. I knew that I wanted to stay for the long haul. Um, I knew I wanted to walk away from college with two degrees. And um, that's just not for everybody. So I can definitely understand yeah. leaving. Um, but I'm a believer in staying. It's work for me. That doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But it's um, it's paid off. So I'm, I'm excited. No, it has. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even definitely. think about that. Yeah. 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 But here's – think about, like, I think guys currently playing college ball throughout the nation need to capitalize on these NIL deals while you're in college because some people won't have that opportunity to make that NIL money in the NFL because it just they it just it wasn't in their cards to to do it, right? So I if I was back in school and this NI, um, NIL existed, I truly would try to be capitalizing on all these deals that I can possibly get, you know? And when you get those deals, put that money away. Let it work for you while you're playing. Because um, when you guys are in school right now, y'all, let me tell you something. I think my per diem when I went to school, it was probably about $400, dog, maybe five, okay? Like, it ain't that no more, okay? It's a little more, a little more than that, okay? So it's just like, y- y'all good. And guess what? You guys get to take food home. We couldn't do that. Like, if you had off-campus lunch, you couldn't go into the cafeteria and take food home. Like, they literally would try to run us off. Like, now you guys have, like... 
you guys have no no worries or you guys don't have the worries or stresses that we had trying to trying to make it like y'all got every i'm not gonna say you guys have everything given to you um but you guys don't have any concerns you don't have to worry about where you're going to get your mail from you know you can go into the locker room right now and go get some hot pockets if you want you know so it's like we we didn't have that so it's just like you guys have everything so it's like you don't have a you shouldn't have a need to want to spend the nil money or you know put some of your money away that you get from your per diem and just just save it i mean that's free non-tax money that you guys could be capitalizing on while you guys are in college right now and right now guys don't guys don't um don't capitalize on that or, you know, let it work for them. And it's, it's, it, it hurts me because it's like, dude, <clears throat> telling you now, like, as long as you can keep getting this money, get it, put it away and don't, don't buy uh, rims for your car, or music in the car. Like, cause all that don't matter. Like that's, that's you just putting on the front thinking that it's cool and you want to be seen. <clears throat> Hell, some of the, the wealthiest people, in this world, don't do any of that. And why do you think they're successful? Because they don't do that. They don't spend money on foolish things. Like, I just, my biggest thing for this podcast and me being on is trying to teach the current guys don't be spending their money um, wastefully. I'm putting it on, spending it on things that have no, I mean, has no, it adds no value into your life. You know, and um, my biggest my biggest thing is I want I want all y'all to be successful football wise or business wise. I just want y'all to leave that leave that campus, leave the school, knowing that um, you were able to be able to put your best foot forward because you had somebody coming coming back and letting you know these are the steps that you need to take in order to be successful and not hit the pitfalls that I hit. And cause I didn't have anybody dropping that knowledge on me, you know? Yeah. So it, it, that's why I'm always up at campus. Cause it's like, yo, I'm here. If you want to holler at me, holler at me. But if you don't, that's on you all good. No problem. But I did come up there. I did show up and I'm there. Hell, I was there two times last week, Right. you know? Um, but <clears throat> I just, I, my, my biggest thing is I don't want my OU brothers to ever, um, feel that there's nobody giving them no knowledge or no game on how to be a better person. Sure. Yeah. That's something that, like I said earlier, that I want to go back and do. Like in terms of the money, like I didn't figure that out until my third, going on my fourth year in college, like even how money works for real. And that's something mm-hmm. that I learned on my own and through my MBA program. So I feel like that's one of the biggest things that, guys don't know how to do because I felt like yeah. I was a pretty smart guy coming into college. You know, I felt like, you know, I had, um, I could have been co-valedictorian if I stayed and everything. And so I consider myself a smart guy and I didn't even know that. So I can only imagine how the other guys feel who may not even be as smart and, and still don't know, but would yeah. if somebody showed them. And so that's, right. you know, like I said, that's one, of, one thing I want to touch on when I go back. Um, Braden, I'll even put you on game if you got some questions. <laughs> hey man, I, I I'm always open to receiving questions. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I think, but also you know, touching on Jay Hall, what you said, to touch on what you said, Roy. Like I think that's the beautiful thing about being 
oh, you football player. And just, you know, putting us on, you know, putting us on, you know, a little bit of recruiting like highlight here. But like that's, that's what you come to OU for is for the networking and, you know, the older guys. I and mean, you got guys mm-hmm. in the league. You got guys that did well in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, yeah. we got a pot. I came here. I have a podcast. I'm talking to a college Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff like that. That's why you come to OU. So I think that, yeah. you know, recruits should definitely look into that. And young guys, definitely, if you are listening to this. Or if you're recruit listening to this, because I know we have a couple, actually take that into consideration because that's big, man. You got guys like Jay Hall coming back and trying to form stuff like that's big. You got Roy up here all the time. That's big. Like people just don't understand that's not like that everywhere. Yeah. No, it's not. And here's another thing too. There are our our alumni um uh I mean the there's a, our alumni, our football alumni, there are a ton of guys that own businesses that are doing, they're flourishing and they're, they are, they are hungry to help our, our current guys. Like, but all they have to do is to tap in and reach out to Varsidio or some of the current guys, because coach BV's putting some, um, some awesome guys in place to be able to, to close that loop, to, you know, help and connect current guys with guys that are business owners around Oklahoma. And they can show you the way on being successful. Like, oh, you like our brotherhood is is so strong. Like people just don't truly understand how tight knit our our class. I mean, our the o, the OU former players are, but we are very tight. We got group text going on. I mean, we're like, dude. Have that have that guy reach out to me. I I can put him in contact with so and so. Like I mean, it's we're all about trying to help connect dots. But you guys have to be willing to want to want to do it. You guys have to take the first step. Like, look, I want to be in private equity. Do you do we have anybody in private equity? Then I'll be like, okay, yeah, uh, Reese Travis, former former OU guy. He's he's in private equity. I want to get in the medical field. Trent Smith. I mean. I want to be an entrepreneur. Come holler at me. I'll put you in contact with some other people. I mean, it's just we have so many people that want to help you guys. Man, that's love. That's love. And a lot of guys, a lot of our guys need more of it. So I'm hoping, um, Braden, obviously, once you leave, I know you'll be a guy people can reach back out to. Um, I want to be that guy. And uh, Roy, I appreciate you being that guy for us. You know, I appreciate you coming on to the show, um, showing us love, obviously. Letting Sooner fans know your your thoughts and <laughs> you want to leave with them, but no, nah, man. All, all honesty, thank you for coming on to the pod, man. We appreciate you so much. Appreciate nah, man, and good luck down in Colorado training and all that. B, I look forward to uh, rapping with you anytime. Hit me up; it's all good. Um, there is no time too late if you need appreciate to holler at me. All right, appreciate that. Um, so, nah, man, I, I look forward to. Seeing, seeing how you do, Jay, man. For I'm, I'm really excited about um, the possibility of what you can add to a ball club, man. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Sooner fans, you know what time it is. Listeners submitted questions. We're wasting no time at all. First question we have from D-Town, capital D, 2311. What do you need to hear out of a draft projection to opt out of school and declare for the draft. So how it works is, D-Town, after your junior year, 
you have a guy that works with your school do some paperwork or whatever. They ask you your best three games to look at. I'm not sure if they look at just those three games. However, it is a question on the thing or the paper that you fill out. Um, you then send your information off to the NFL and then the NFL will tell you three things, right? So they'll either tell you that you're a, I think it's a first round pick. And then I think it's two and three. And then anything after two and three is return to school. So they say you're a first round, two or three, or stay in school. They don't tell fifth or fourth through seven, I'm pretty sure. So uh, that's how it works. Typically, if you're a guy that is a first or even two or three, you'll decide to opt out and go ahead. But maybe if you're a guy that's looming around at three to five and you can you know, afford to come back another year, similar to maybe Brady's situation or, you know, anybody else, you know, you can always go back and say, hey, like, I want to do better so I can get that first or second round grade. Obviously, there's more money, longer contracts, et cetera. So for sure. Um, going to our second question of the pod is from CJ Wallace, 23. He says or yeah, I'm assuming it's a he, but if it isn't she, but he said Alabama. Virginia Tech, Michigan, and West Virginia, et cetera, et cetera, all have songs that play every game uh, that everyone sings to. And then he says, oh, you needs one. What song should it be? Well, I mean, yeah, they have songs, but I thought our song would always be like the Malcolm Kelly rap. But, I mean, maybe that's just too bland. Yeah. But or Not bland, but um, I should say too, like, of course it would be our song. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I mean, I think – I don't know. I mean, you know, Malcolm Kelly's not actually like a song song because like I get what he's saying. Like Alabama has that song. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like um, something my dollar um, on spend my oh, dollar yeah. on beer next to the Harlem thing and mountain move like no. Yeah. Hold her up tight against the wall. Drink a little water. Oh, great. Drink a little something. Oh, I've right. heard of it. Oh, Dixie. Uh, something Dixieland. Um, yeah, that, that's what it's called. Um, and oh. they sing that. And honestly, bro, it's pretty cool because like the whole stadium goes crazy. But an actual song, we'll get back to you on that. I'll maybe I'll do some research, maybe I won't, but we might answer that next episode. Actually, that's probably the best question we've got so far. One that we have that is a good one. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know. One that I we really haven't been able to answer, anyways. But third question, my four sweeties custom cookies. Okay. Um, they ask, favorite food your mama slash a family member made growing up? Ooh. Brady, you got one? Oh, off top. Come on now. All right, you go ahead. If I had a last meal, okay, this is what my last one would be. You got oxtails, all right? You got candy yams, collard greens, some mac and cheese, cornbread. Then for the dessert, you have peach cobbler, blue blood ice cream. Oh, yeah. That's it. Okay. And I'll, and I'll be happy. Okay. That That's it. All right. This may, sound, this may sound really weird, but like, I mean, my family can cook and everything, but my grandma makes one heck of just the regular blt turkey sandwich like i don't know <laughs> look i don't look i know this isn't even like a full like meal but don't give me like my grandma like she 
she like perfectly layers it up like lettuce, tomato, bacon, and then like the perfect amount of mayo. And she'll throw like a little salt and pepper on there too. So you got a little tang on it. And she'll even cut it up, like knock the knock the rectangle away, but the two triangles. So now you're sitting there with like this perfectly placed sandwich. And it's just I don't I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind besides that it's is all of Thanksgiving. So shout out to my grandma. I know, I know. I just didn't haul out this big old Sunday meal, and you talk about a sandwich, bro. I'm telling you, you just don't. Understand. If it's that good, I need Granny's sandwich all day long. Bring that over here to me, bro. It's just I need everything it. about the sandwich is ratioed off perfectly. Like it's just like the perfect amount for it all. Well, I'm trying to tell Granny. I'm trying to try it. Okay, okay. I need that. I got you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. Uh, going to our next question, we got Miranda FT, maybe. Mm. But um, this this person, I don't want to say who he or she, but this person said, "What's your favorite class you've taken in college, and why?" Uh, none of them. No, I'm just playing. Oh. Uh, my favorite class that I've probably taken was um. It's an AFAM class. Uh, it is it's something about black, uh, African-American men or something like that. It just is a course about African-American men. And it just is, it was obviously, you know, I can relate and it just touches home a little bit. And uh professor was really cool and I, I just really liked it. I enjoyed it. So uh, that would probably have to be mine. Yeah, mine would definitely be an entrepreneurship class that I had with Caleb Kelly. And um, the professor's name was um, Baldwin. Fun fact, this guy actually um, was hiking not too long ago and was stranded for like five days. I think back last July or something. Just look up Baldwin um, missing. I don't know. OU Baldwin, Professor Baldwin missing. I don't know. But anyways, awesome professor. The, thing, the whole thing of the class was me. Caleb and our group had to make our own company. We called it Universal. And it's kind of like the Amazon stick, except for um, health and wellness. So being able to just go through that entire process and um, actually do interviews, that was actually kind of cool and stuff like that. That was fun. Um, no papers or tests. So <laughs> I, no, man, love that. I think that was the best part about it. But I believe we got one more question. Yeah, one more question, then some, you know, extra stuff. But one more question and question. So this is from Tyler Cupin. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, excuse me, Tyler. But uh, this was from Instagram. Like Jay Hall and I said, we take uh, Instagram DMs and Twitter DMs if you want to send us any questions. He said, thanks for, first off, he said, thanks for uh, shining lights on the fine arts. So, some people really appreciated it. So shout out to you, Tyler. And he asked, do you guys form relationships and like relationships and things with other players on other teams? And I'm assuming he's saying like other college teams, you know, mm-hmm. that we play or whatever. Um, Tyler, yes and no. I mean, I feel like if there was already a bond created there, then yes, I, you know, have friends that go to other schools that we have played. Um, But 
I don't know about Jay Hall, but for me, I just haven't ran across a whole lot of guys that I've played that I've became friends with. Yeah. But then again, that's not really like if if there was like I said, if there was already a friendship there, cool. But it, that's just not how I operate. When I'm on the field, I'm a very no friends type of, you know, I don't care who you are type of guy. So I don't, you know, I don't see myself just making friends with other guys I played. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if, if it presented this, so I just, I don't know. It's not saying I wouldn't. I just haven't been put in that situation. So I, would, yeah. I don't know. No, I understand. Um, I ran across some guys at the Big 12 Media Day prior to the season, and we followed each other on Instagram and, you know, chopped it up while we were there and stuff like that and acknowledged each other, not acknowledged each other after we played, but it was nothing where we became buddy-buddy. Or even during a game, if you know you're going up against a respectable opponent, you like the way they play. Like, for me, one guy that always stands out whenever I play Iowa State, and um, – I think he was defensive player of the year. He was a linebacker, number 23, big, tall, white kid. I think his name was Rose. Bro- Rose? Something Rose. Yeah, yeah. Something Rose. Yeah, so he was – Um, he's been great the past couple of games, and I've had a, a good number of, of matchups against him. So whenever we play him, um, I acknowledged him um, after the game um, the past two years and uh, that type of thing. But no buddy-buddy on the field. None of that. Um, Mike Rose. Yeah, Mike Rose. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah, so he's a pretty good yep. player. Always um, you know, good uh good on good type of competition, that type of deal. But yeah. Yep. And then uh lastly, uh I don't know if everybody I'm assuming for the most part, most people that listen to the pod have seen my tweet earlier, uh this week or last week, whatever it was. Yeah. About uh Joshua, the uh uh, middle school student that was bullied. Uh, I obviously put a tweet out there saying that I was going to reach or I wanted to reach out to his family or anybody that could get into contact with me. I got in contact with his mother via Facebook and we are currently planning to do a lunch maybe type of deal with a care package, OU care package, maybe a little helmet, maybe a little football or something for my guy autographed by the guys and then me and obviously a couple guys are going to go have lunch with them. So, we are on that. We are trying to figure out a date for it, and I will keep you up to date because I know a lot of people sent me DMs asking to, you know, uh, just to keep them updated because they have autistic sons or daughters and whatever the case may be. So I understand, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. I'll, I will let you all know what happens. Yeah. Um, be sure to do that for sure because I saw you say something. I saw Hicks, um, Jackson. And um, I'm not sure if anybody else said anything, but I did see you you three. So uh, keep us posted on that. Um, that's a, that's a good thing. I'm glad you all are, are doing that. But Sooner Nation, I believe that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you for tuning into the podcast on the Prairie. As always, you know we take spare change, nickels, quarters, dimes that preferably add up to at least five dollars. You can. Feel free. <laughs> Feel free to um buy us a cup of coffee. That link is in our bio on the podcast page as well as our own. So, yeah, that's it. Brady, anything for the people? Nope. Oh, yes. Uh, appreciate y'all for tagging Zendaya. No, I have not heard anything. Probably won't. 
but we will keep our fingers crossed. Okay. Okay. But I know that when I said that, when I, you know, when I quoted the tweet and I said that there was like a hundred comments and like 75, not like 50 quoted uh, retweets adding Zendaya. So she's going to see it. She hasn't been on Twitter yet. You know what I'm saying? She hasn't she hasn't retweeted nothing in a couple of days. So I'm like, I'm just giving it some time. But hopefully, hopefully, we get that, you know, something, something. Maybe a follow, maybe a DM, I don't know, maybe a like, I mean, at least. Oh my gosh. So uh shout out to Sooner Nation. This boy's in love. Anyways, y'all. Also, I forgot Janae Iko on my crush. So uh that's another one. But if y'all want to help me out with that one, I mean. <laughs> Um, Sooner Nation, please help this guy out with Zendaya. Please help him continue to make his rise to fame to 10,000 followers on Instagram as well. That is all we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is perfect. Yes. Perfect.